Welcome, everybody, back to Hill City's podcast. I'm George Backlow, your host, and I'm here with Jeff Hagan, president and founder of Hill City's Ministries. Jeff, how are you? I'm good, George. How about you? I'm excited that we can um, take some time from our lives, you know, come together in, in a shared um, experience of seeking the Lord, and, and in His presence, we, we approach these podcasts as a way of really coming together and drawing from Him and drawing out from you um, the, the goodies, the wisdom and the revelation that, that you have gleaned from Him over how many decades of ministry now? I think it's four. Four decades of ministry is something to talk about, right? Mm -hmm. And one of these days, I'm going to get you in front of the mic and talk to us a little bit about your beginnings in in ministry. But um, from where you stand today, on today's episode number three, by the way, and those of you who are are just uh, signing in with our podcast and maybe you haven't uh, listened to previous episodes, this is only episode three, but we already have some great feedback from from different men that find they're finding out uh, that this podcast has something unique about it because to be honest, uh, what's unique about it is that it's birthed out of um, Jeff's walking with the Lord, but also ministering to men uh, on a weekly basis for a very long time. So um, the reason I respect—I mean, there's many different reasons, but one of the reasons I respect Jeff's materials and and when he speaks is that. He is drawing out what he's saying from experience, and there's a lot of people who can put together a sermon or, or some material, but Jeff, you've been walking alongside of men, you've been ministering to men, washing their feet, loving on men, you know, seeing men through their uh, season of grief or loss, and, and uh, Hill Cities now uh, has like, new, there's a new group now, six, six groups now coming together. Five groups. Five, five There's groups. always more coming together. Yeah, yeah. So that's five groups here in the Twin Cities, and um, uh, we'd like to talk to you about that. If you uh, desire to start a similar group where you're at, uh, whether it's right here in the Twin Cities or maybe out of the state, uh, just get in touch with us and let us know how we can help you to create a, a community of men just like that. So um, on to today's podcast. Today we're going to talk about integration and Jeff will help us understand, how did you come up with this whole idea of integration? It sounds like a little bit of a technical term, but you see something very different behind it, Jeff. Tell us about it. Well, George, that uh, I believe that, you know, most men live lives of quiet desperation. That's what Thoreau said. And instead of being integrated, it's more like their life is fragmented and they feel disconnected. Uh, they know that something isn't right. They Internally, instead of having peace, all too often there's anxiety, there's fears of life. And, uh, you know, my journey through these decades of walking with God has, has helped me understand that that is not the state that God wants a believer in, and that he really wants our soul to learn how to rest And, you know, there's a quote from the Psalms that says, God desires truth in our inward part. And yet we thirst for God in a land that's dry and weary. And so we we have this challenge of being made in the image of God that desires and knows that something isn't right. We want to be satisfied. But at the same time, uh, it's, it's not like we can find it at every corner. 
You know, there's, there are, there all too often, you know, there's not the delivery places that really help satisfy our longings and deepest desires. Now, I want to encourage those of you who have tuned in to the podcast not to miss um, the blog that goes with it, uh, which you can find on our website, hillcities.org. And this one is a rich one, uh, Jeff. I have to tell you, it's like I have to go back and uh, chew on this a little more. For example, uh, what you bring forth just right in the beginning, the integration as an internal harmony, peace, spiritual alignment, and soul rest. It's not perfection. So uh, a lot of people uh, trip over the whole idea of, um, oh, if I want to be a Christian or a spiritual person, that's just unattainable. But in reality, this integration you're talking about, this coming together of these fragmented parts of us, mm-hmm. is something attainable. It's, it's not something out of reach, is it? No. No. And, but it's something that has to be pursued. And as I've said before, that our relationship with God is like a covenant that we make with him. We enter into a new covenant and, um, you know, it's, it's like a marriage covenant, and God desires that we would pursue him, that our will has to be engaged, but it also has to overcome the obstacles that are placed in this world by, you know, the fall of man, the brokenness as a result of the fall, the fears and doubts and insecurities that come our way that cloud our vision of God. And, and as we pursue this, God helps clear the path for us to be able to see and perceive who he is and what he's trying to say. One verse I love here from the blog is the Psalm 21, uh, and you also have Psalm 63, but it really um, kind of goes to the core issue. God desires truth in the inward part, and, you know, sometimes we push down because our inward part or inward inner man uh, is so misunderstood and so unaffirmed to a point where we don't know what to do with our inner man. Instead of allowing that inner man, a broken inner man, fragmented, if you will, to use your language here, to integrate and to desire the intimacy, um, it seems like we tend to just hide or run or just ignore. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your journey. Has it been all just um, amazing and fantastic? (laughs) And this whole issue of intimacy and pursuing intimacy, how has it played out in your own spiritual journey? Well, George, let me first of all speak to that point of intimacy. And I believe that in every person, the spirit is like a, a, a tender flower and that it opens up when the sun shines on it and it warms up, it closes down, you know, in darkness. And uh, all too often, you know, men particularly have bought into the lies of the world and that their value is based on their performance plus other people's opinions. That's kind of the basic value equation of the world. And it, it, that, that value equation closes the spirit, that flower on the inside. And so what we do in Hill Cities is create the environment where people, where men feel safe. And we shine light of God's word through his spirit, and they begin to open up. And so for my situation, I I grew up in the church. 
And, um, you know, I remember, you know, in the Baptist church, you had to walk forward. And um, when I was 12 years old, I was at a boys' camp for 12 and 13-year-olds, a place called Trout Lake. Anybody out there know about Trout Lake? And um, anyway, I did not like the Bible classes that we had to do. One hour every afternoon and every night, we had to go to chapel. And, but in the middle of it, we're playing tetherball, swimming, goofing around. Well, anyway, um, my cabin did not engender a lot of love from the staff because one of my friends brought a fishing tackle box full of firecrackers, lit it, shoved it through a knotty pine hole in the wall, landed on the other side <laughs> in a sleeping bag. We're laughing, yucking up. We didn't know that it ignited the sleeping bag. <laughs> And it scorched the wall on the other <laughs> side. And the, in particular... Sounds the, like liability. <laughs> well, it was... Let's just say it was a bunch of boys goofing around, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And so... But through that week, in the Bible classes and in the chapel, I was hearing a voice beginning mm-hmm. to call me, speak to me, and help me understand something that I hadn't put together. That was God's love for me. And that Jesus died on the cross for me. He wanted a personal relationship with me. And I could hear this voice grow inside of me. So I said, God, if I get a chance tonight, I'm going to do it. Which meant I was going to get up out of my seat and walk forward and marry Jesus Christ at at the altar. And that night I got that chance. I was trying to figure out why the the pastor sounded angry. But as I connect the dots, I realized that he was probably pretty ticked about what we had done with the firecracker. (laughs) But it didn't matter to me because what he said really, to be honest, wasn't the deciding factor for me. That night, it was God's voice. Something else was going on. He wasn't aware. You were aware of that. Yeah. I mean, and, and when I finally got up out of my seat, my head burst open with tears. My heart and my head were totally integrated with the love and the truth of God. And I walked down that aisle, and I still remember I, they sang four stanzas of the same song. And it was, I know whom I'm believing, and I'm being persuaded that he's able to keep what I'm committed to him until that day. And I'm weeping the whole time. And so that's where I opened my heart to Christ. But you won't believe this, but after, after that, I walked down to my cabin with my counselor who prayed with me, and the minister snuck up behind us in the dark, yelled at me, are you sure you're a Christian? And it was like Ichabod Crane coming out of Sleepy Hollow, and uh, it shot, shot chills through me. And that anger, that voice injected fear and doubt into me. And I remember, you know, I always heard that Christians don't have doubts, they don't have fears. And so I was in a conundrum if I admitted that I had a doubt or a fear that probably would tell him that my experience was not genuine. But it was pretty genuine, I'll say that. And so I went to bed, I said, yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure. I went to bed that night confused. And I started developing pretty poor habits of thinking to protect my mind from the conflict of how could this be? It was so genuine, but why do I have doubts about who I am? And 
it fragmented me, to be honest. And I went through a period of deep soul-searching over a long period of time, and I told God, if you don't help me understand this, I think I'm going to lose my mind. And after two years, in the middle of a counseling session, God finally opened my mind. But I have great empathy with people who struggle with anxieties, doubts, and fears because, you know, the, not only is God very real, but there's the enemy of our soul that's trying to put obstacles between us and God and hinder our integration. That's pretty intense, I have to say. Um, and for a 13-year-old to, to go through this, to have this um, clear awareness of God calling you to come to him, to respond to that call, and to have uh, this nasty religious voice cut right into that experience, it's almost, um, it's almost um, what should I say, descriptive of what happens on a different scale for a lot of people. And uh, like I like to say, I didn't get saved because of the church. I got saved in spite of the church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you kind of wonder. It's a mixed blessing, right? You kind yeah. of wonder that I got saved because of the church or in spite of the church. Mm-hmm. And it's a question that goes on for a long time, you know. Uh, it's kind of a sad realization. But it, it sounds like you reached out for that, uh, in, for this integration, as you say, this connecting of the heart and the mind, and you're enjoying, you're at a place of peace now. Mm-hmm. And, and what you do, and I've noticed, and I've known you now for several years, so you you do speak and minister out of a place of peace. That doesn't mean there's no pain. That doesn't mean that it's perfect, like you say. But um, what you're putting out there as far as inviting men to a place of integrated, connected, wholesome reconciliation of, you know, our mind and our heart. It's real. It's attainable, and not just individually, but also in a community of men is, mm. is what we do here at Hill Cities, right? Right. Yeah, I would add to that, George, too. You know, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus made a couple statements that I resonate with so much. And one is, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. You know, so part of this is, is, is the pain of life drives us deeper into a deeper integration with the Spirit of God if we're pursuing God in that. The other verse that strikes me is, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You know, and I have I found that I, not only in my habits of thinking were strongholds built, but I also started putting my sense of security and significance in in mammon, in money. And I was accumulating money, and it made me feel secure. And yet I knew that it, that it wasn't right. There was something wrong. My soul was out of joint. And I asked God for healing. And I believe at that point, he said, okay, I'm willing, since you're willing, I'm willing to go in there and dig out the idolatry that has wrapped itself around the axle of your life and just set you free. And so that, that it, it gave me clarity of sight when the idolatry was removed, and it gave me more sensitivity to a process of who, how God speaks to us and serving men to hear that voice too. Well, that's, there's a lot uh, that, well, that was unpacked today, and I thank you, Jeff, for 
opening up and, and sharing with us something that was so sacred and, and so personal. Um, getting yourself, uh, I mean, uh, going with this on the, on the spiritual journey mm-hmm. from early age and you know, just pursuing the Lord and, and, and pressing on. And now you can give out of this experience, you can give out to other men and you can share these testimonies as we would want everyone to share their testimony and their experience of wholesomeness and coming out of addictions. And you talk about addictions. So we want to encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast, to hop over to our website, hillcities.org, and check out the uh, the blog that goes with this episode three on integration. There's a lot more there. There's Bible verses. And I mean, you can chew on this for a month until we meet you again next month in April for episode four. So if you like this podcast, we ask you to please help us reach more men, uh, share this podcast, and also visit our website, sign up for a newsletter, and also let us hear back from you. Okay, Jeff, uh, this was a lot, but uh, any closing words? i just like to close. Apostle Paul prayed in Ephesians 3, 14 to 17. I'd encourage people to that are, want to go deeper to look up at that prayer. But the essence of it is, is that Paul says, you being rooted and grounded in love would be able to comprehend the breadth, the length, the height, the depth, to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, to be filled to the fullness of God. So when we talk about integration, that's integration. And that would be my prayer for everyone out there. Thank you, Jeff. And thank you, everyone, for listening. 